Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Hope you're doing well today. Thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. Christmas is all about grace. The grace shown to a fallen humanity by a loving father wanting relationship with his children. Grace, God's radical arrival changed eternity. We have looked at how both Mary and Joseph were affected by Jesus coming to earth as a baby. Mary humbly surrendered her life to the divine plans of the Almighty as a willing servant. Joseph, in the face of social ridicule, followed God's lead and his plans instead of his own. Today, we will look at how Jesus' birth is grace for us. We have to decide what to do about God's radical arrival. Will we allow it to change our eternities? The reason Jesus is worthy of our love and adoration is because He was God. He, and only He, can change our eternities. Christmas is so special to me. Growing up, my parents made every effort to make it that way, and it had nothing to do with how many gifts they gave to us. Monetary amounts did not matter to myself or my sisters when Christmas Eve and Christmas morning rolled around. We were together. The Christmas tree was lit in the living room, not the den where we usually gathered, and the table in the dining room was cleaned off and prepared for Christmas breakfast. Our grandparents came over to join us for breakfast. We would go to our other grandparents' house for Christmas lunch. They made it special because they kept the focus where it needed to be, on the object of the celebration, on the person that was being celebrated. When I hear the words, and it came to pass. I am immediately transformed to that living room in the house where I was raised. Lights dim, tree lit, my dad sitting in the big chair with the big family Bible open to Luke 2. We would sit around him and listen to him read of the Savior being born for us. As my sisters got older, they were given the honor of reading the scripture. I knew I had, quote, arrived when I had gotten old enough to read the passage especially the hard-to-pronounce words, and it was my turn to read to the family. After my father passed, we continued that tradition. That is now a tradition that Brian and I have continued with our children on Christmas morning. Christmas is about Jesus. It is so important that as believers, we keep our eyes on Him on this special day. There are three scriptures that I would like to share with you today. These will help us to see the deity and divinity of Jesus. We will begin in Micah 5, verse 2, then John 1, verses 1 through 5 and 14, and finally Luke 2, verses 1 through 7. We will discuss each one after we read it. Think about what's radical in each of these passages. Micah 5, verse 2, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, Out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. John 1, 1 1-5 and 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Luke 2, verses 1-7 through 7. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the entire world. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In these passages, we see some takeaways about just how radical the birth of Jesus was, how God's arrival and the details of that day changed the eternity of all humanity. Let's discuss these takeaways. Number one, Jesus was born where God said that he would be born. The prophecy in Micah is probably the most famous prophecy about the birth of Jesus. In the book of Matthew, chapter 2, the religious leaders, when questioned by Herod of where the Messiah would be born, quoted this verse. This prophecy was given some 700 years before Jesus was born. Did anyone prophesy about your birth 700 years before you were born? No, neither did they for me. Bethlehem was also not a close neighbor to Nazareth. It was a journey to get to this town and not an easy one for Joseph and Mary. Number two, Jesus has always been alive. According to the verse in Micah and the scripture in John, Jesus was with God at the beginning, and his origins are from old. Jesus has always existed. The fact that he submitted to the Father to take on the form of a baby from conception in the womb and live a life here on earth is pretty radical. Number three, Jesus' life brought light into a dark world. John 1, 4 through 5 tells us this, a world where moral and spiritual obscurity reigned supreme. Jesus flipped this on its head. Number four, according to the passage in Luke 2, God used a pagan leader, Caesar Augustus, to create the specific circumstances needed to get Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. Number five, Jesus was born in a dark and dirty stable not quite the place where the Jewish people had anticipated their Messiah to be born. It was not a palace in Jerusalem, but it was a radical birthplace indeed. Number six, the God and creator of the universe, quote, bent low to unworthy earth to save us. John 1, 14 tells us that he dwelt among us. The word dwelt in the original language means to reside or commune or to tabernacle. Jesus chose to break residence and communion with his Father and come to earth to reside and commune with you and me. The very presence who was in the tabernacle in the desert and who dwelt in the Holy of Holies is now setting up tabernacle in the flesh with us. His very name, Emmanuel, sums it up, God with us. This leads into the next takeaway. Number seven, 
Jesus is fully God and fully man. John 1 verses 1 and 2 tells us this. Also check out Colossians 2 9 about this truth. We cannot minimize either aspect of Jesus's character. Both are of great importance to the world he came to save. And finally, number eight, God's perfect and radical timing is undeniable. Luke 2 verse 6 tells us that the days had been accomplished, completed, fulfilled. This was no coincidence that Joseph was commanded to go to Bethlehem and take Mary with him. This was no mere happenstance that no room was found. God did this because his perfect, complete timing had arrived. God's invisible hand is all over this scenario. When you were a kid, did you ever try and climb up a slide backwards? I did often, and often I failed. There was no way I could get up that slide. Physics and gravity were both strong forces working against me. And in my childish mind, I could not figure it out. So what did I do? I continued trying unsuccessfully to get up that slide. I think of this when I think of Jesus coming to earth. For centuries, since the creation of man, humanity, namely God's chosen people, as recorded in Scripture, tried their hardest to, quote, climb up the spiritual slide to reach God, failing miserably each and every time. Sin and nature were too strong and pulled the people of God back down to the ground. This is why, at just the right time, Jesus' birth was the rescue we needed from our futile attempts to reach our Holy Father. He saw the chasm that was impossible for us to cross. This birth is the manifestation of heaven's perfection coming to us. There was absolutely no way we could get to God, so He brought Himself to us. Now that's radical. That's grace. But why? Galatians 4 verses 4 and 5 tells us, But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. God's arrival to earth meant that we became spiritual children and gained full rights as his son or daughter, co-heirs with Jesus to gain the majesties and blessings of heaven. I'm so grateful for that one radical act of love that changed my eternity. Are you? If so, let that gratitude change your attitude today. Be the light that Jesus was. You can because he is shining through you. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for your birth. I thank you that the prophecy that was given some 700 years before Jesus' birth was fulfilled. God, I thank you that we can go back now and remember that and know that your promises are true. That what you say you will do, you will do it. And that we can rest in that your timing is perfect. It's complete and nothing can thwart your plans. Thank you for the grace that Jesus showed to us through his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. May we, during this Christmas season, have an attitude of gratitude for just that gift, the gift of grace, the gift of love, the gift of forgiveness. Thank you for my friend. I pray you'd bless him or her today as they go throughout their daily task. 
Help us to shine the light of your son, Jesus, into a dark, dark world. We ask this in all in Jesus' name. Amen. God's radical arrival is so overwhelming. Imagine how it was for ordinary folks whose ordinary life was interrupted by the announcement of the angels. Join me next week as we look at how God's radical arrival changed the eternity of the lowly shepherds of Bethlehem. God has so much to reveal to us. Remember that you can access this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and now available on Amazon. You can also access Let's Be Real and other podcasts through the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network by visiting www.kingdomrock.org. This has been Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.